Welcome to The Road to Seven. I'm your host, Sheila Cummins. I am an entrepreneur, a mentor, an investor, a wife, and mom to three beautiful children. Women entrepreneurs are up-leveling and changing the rules for business strategy, leadership, success, money, and impacting the world every single day. The Road to Seven is the diary of business strategy for women entrepreneurs. We meet you where you're at in your business and champion you along the road to your vision. And I am honored you chose to join us today. Ready to go? Buckle up. It's time to hit the road. Hello. If you and I haven't met yet, my name is Sheila Cummins and I run The Road to Seven. We do financing, coaching, and training for women entrepreneurs that are well on their way to and beyond seven figures in their business. Today, we're going to be talking about how to prepare your business so that when you go in and apply for a loan, you're ready. And I think that there's a couple of things we need to get straight right now. First of all, it can be as scary as you make it. But the thing is, going for a loan is not that hard because oftentimes banks want to work with you just like you want to work with the bank. So it's important that you develop a relationship with the lender who's going to be working with you. When you go in and demand capital, it is a very good chance that they're going to be like, yeah, no, (laughs) because they don't know anything about you. And I think it's also important that you know what you want the money for. I'm going to talk about the sort of things that I'm sure you already know, but I think it's important that we talk about just so that we can set the stage here. First and foremost, I'm going to be Captain Obvious and tell you that if you're going to go in and get a loan, you need to have the financials of your business in order. What does that mean? It means that you are regularly tracking your revenue and your expenses You are consistently and always paying your tax owed, both through corporate tax, personal tax, and HST, if you're in Canada. If you're in the U.S., making sure you're all up to date on all of your tax payments. I know that you know this, but you would be amazed at how many people have come and contacted me about potentially securing capital, and they don't have any bookkeeping or anything to show the financials for their company. So one of the easiest ways to do this is just to choose a money time every week, or it would be really good if you were working with a bookkeeper or someone who knows and understands how to be monitoring and tracking and collecting the data that's needed for decisions like this. The reason that piece is so important is when you go into the bank, I'll start there, they're going to be doing what's called a data pull. They are looking at traditional data markers for your company. So things like what has the revenue been over the last year or two? What kind of expenses have you got? How many of them are variable? So they change month to month. And how many of them are fixed where they're recurring every single week or every month? They're also going to be looking at your profit margin. How much is left over at the end of the day so that they know that if they're going to lend to you, that you're going to be able to replay the loan. I mean, that is the most basic of what they're looking for. But what's interesting is they're also going to be looking at your credit score. Now, if you're a solopreneur, your 
It is your personal credit that is against your business. What that means is as a solopreneur, if you have a credit card that's for your small business, it's actually counted against your personal credit. So if you have debt with your business, they're going to do a credit score check on you. If it's not in the range that they deem to be safe or worthy of an investment, you're going to be a hard no right away. And that was something that for me anyway, caught me off guard a couple of years ago when I went in to get a loan. I had what I thought were business credit cards and they were, they were dedicated to my company. They had my company's name on them, but they were also pulling on my personal credit score. So when I went in, the bank didn't like my personal credit score because it was lower than what they wanted because I had just invested heavily in the business and was in the process of bringing down the business debt. And it was just a simple number that made it easy for them to say no. The second thing, and so just along the lines of that, you got to go and look closely at what the bank has already given you. Even if you're a corporation, unless you've worked with one of their special small business experts, and it's going to depend on the bank that you're working with, check that you have a corporate credit card. If it's not a corporate card, then it is a pull on your credit score and it is going to be counted within your personal credit rating. And, you know, that is one of the biggest things that I think when you are incorporated, you got to make that clear differentiation so that your personal credit is not affected necessarily or as closely by the state of your business. So go and check what you have. Also know what your credit score is going in. That is a number that you can check regularly. There's different companies and websites out there that allow you to check it and monitor it regularly. And part of your job as a citizen and as a business owner is to make sure that your credit is as good as you can get it. When they look at your credit score, they're looking at the amount of debt that you have versus the amount of credit that is available for you. So if you have a $1,000 credit card limit, and you're at $997 of that $1,000 credit, you are essentially using 100% of the credit that's available to you. Here's the secret. Banks only want you using 30% of the credit that's available to you, which goes against everything that they say, because they're going to be telling you to put it on your credit card, pay with your line of credit. Well, if you're using more than 30% of that credit, red flags are going to be going off. It's going to be affecting your personal credit score, and it may stand in the way of you getting a loan. So go in with your numbers, have everything paper trailed, get those profit and loss statements done, QuickBook Online, FreshBooks, Sage, Wave, use Google Spreadsheets, (laughs) use the tool of your choice, but whatever you do, just use it and know the amount of debt that you have versus the amount of money that's coming in. Banks are not going to lend you money to pay the government taxes. If you are behind on your taxes, the chances of you getting a loan are very slim. If you owe personal taxes and you're applying for corporate loans and credit cards, they may there may be a little bit more, more wiggle room, but it is in your best interest and in the best practice to make sure that you are up to date with everything. One of the easiest things that you can do 
is instead of waiting and paying once a year, once a quarter, just make a monthly installment based on your previous year's tax returns so that you're just continually paying so that you're not left with this massive bill at the end of the year. That is a way that I have found is really helpful. There's nothing worse than receiving that tax bill for, you know, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 and being like, Oh my God, I'm going to pay that. No, it really hurts. Whereas if you're paying a couple thousand a month, it's a little bit easier to swallow and it's already a accounted for in your cash flow. And it puts you in better standings with the banks because they do not want you to be behind on your taxes at all. So know your credit report. The other big thing that I see a lot of people not doing is going into the bank with a business plan. Now, the business plan does not need to be a 14-page document. It just simply needs to be a document that says, this is what we do. This is who we do it for. These are the results we get. These are what our projections or our projected figures are for the next year. Here's what I need the loan for. Here's what's going to happen if I can get the loan and secure the loan and invest in ABC. Here's what's going to happen if I do not invest in ABC. And when you can paint that picture, or that scenario of what you need the money for and the impact it'll have in your small business, that will go a very long way. Now, when you're working with a traditional financial institution, they are 100% going to want to see your personal collateral. So if you have a house, if you own your car, if you have assets, so investment accounts, RRSPs, IAR, oh, what are they in the US? I can't think of the name. But your retirement savings account down in the US, if you have TFSAs, they're going to be looking at that money to see whether if something goes wrong with this loan, whether you'll be able to still complete the payments on the loan. And they are going to look at your personal assets. That's one of the things at the Road to Seven that I believe creates a huge inequity when it comes to accessing capital. You know, I was at a a networking event a couple months ago and a lady was like, why is it hard for anybody to get a loan? I just walked in and, and, you know, they did the checks and I got a loan for however much. And I said, did you have to put up a personal guarantee or collateral? And she said, yeah, yeah, I just, well, I had my house. And she said, and, you know, I had my husband sign as well. He's an investment banker. So, you know, it didn't really, he was a pretty safe bet. Well, Yay for her. She was able to do that. When you look a lot at a lot of the women that are starting and building businesses, there are many who do not have the privilege of having that collateral to be able to sign against the loan. I think that if you can find a bank or a lender who is willing to work with you and help see you as a whole entity, that is going to give you a higher likelihood of getting a loan. When you go to a bank that has low risk and is only focused on traditional data, your credit score, your assets, being able to personally guarantee the loan. When you look at banks who only look at those numbers, you're going to have a lower likelihood of getting a loan or getting a line of credit than if you went to a bank that has a lower risk or a higher risk appetite and is willing to look at you in a holistic manner. That's one of the things that we do at the Road to Seven. What else? You also need to know how much money you can borrow. You can afford to borrow and how much you can afford to pay back and what that looks like for your cash flow. One of the big lenders here in Canada anyway, who specializes in lending to small business owners, one of the the gaps that I see in that institution is they don't want to talk to a small business owner unless you're wanting to take over a $100,000 loan. When you're in the low to mid six figures, taking out that level of loan is incredibly risky and it's almost too much. 
there are very few companies that can sustain the repayment plan that's necessary on that size of loan. And so what I see people doing is they use the online loan applicators because, you know, it's going to guarantee you a result in X number of minutes and they don't know how much money to ask for. So sit with your bookkeeper, your accountant, and look at what's feasible for you to borrow versus where that investment's going to go, where you're going to put that money. We want all loans to be investing in something that's going to be generating a return. Straightforward. Having taking out a loan so that you can pay off your taxes is not a terrific use of money. That's not making capital work for you. So be able to show and articulate how much money you want to borrow, where it's going to go and how it's going to make a return on that investment and how much you could comfortably repay on a monthly basis. When you set your repayment rates too high, you're going to be eating into the cash flow that you need to keep your lights on. You know, one of the most beautiful pieces of a loan, especially the ones that we give out through the Road to Seven Capital, is we make sure that we give you a loan that amount that you can sustain and that we come up, we agree upon a repayment schedule that fits in your cash flow so that you're paying it every month, but you're not having to sacrifice paying yourself paying your family, pay your team, or not be able to invest where you need. And when you can figure out those blends of numbers, the bank is more likely to want to work with you than if you come in asking for a massive wad of cash and you don't have the numbers to be able to repay from. There are also different kinds of loans. There's a lump sum loan where you get a set amount and then you repay it back on specific, like a schedule. You know, this is how much I'm going to pay every month. It's going to come out on the 26th. It'll take me three years to totally pay off. That's one kind of a loan. It's probably going to have a little bit of a higher interest rate than if you were to have a line of credit where you just dip into the line of credit as needed. It all depends on how you do money and what works better for you. Work and talk to your banker about which type of loan would work best for the situation that you have. If you don't necessarily need to take a big chunk of money and put it towards something, new piece of equipment, rent on a new office, moving fees, big ad campaign, website overhaul, then maybe a line of credit is good for you just to have that cash safety net behind you for those months where maybe your revenue gets a little bit lower and maybe you need to dip into it and then the goal is to then repay it as quickly as possible. So know how much know what you'd like your payback rates to be, understand the kind of loan that you want, and look closely at the interest rate. Let me say that again. Look closely at the interest rate. You know, I started my very first company on my credit card. I didn't have the money in my savings. I know I'm almost even embarrassed to tell you, but I don't have the money in my savings. I didn't have the cash flow ready. I I was not in a position to be able to borrow it from friends or family. It wasn't made available. And so I used the only access source of capital that I could think of, and that was my credit card. Now, I was paying 18 to 24% on that loan. I borrowed $7,500 to be able to cover the cost of the design and build of my first website. Friends, I literally, it took less than three seconds to incur that cost, but it took me well over eight years to pay off the construction of that first website. Because what I didn't factor in is the snowball effect of interest. 
Credit card companies are in business because they make money based on the interest that you pay. They lend you money. You pay them back at 18 to 24% interest. They just literally wake up every month and they have an additional 24% on your loan minus whatever you paid back. It's a pretty good scheme. The problem is money has this habit of snowballing. If you have a lot and you invested in compound interest or interest earning activities, it's going to snowball into growth. If you take money and borrow it at a compound interest through a compound interest structure, it's going to snowball into more debt. And what you're going to find is year after year, all you're doing is paying off the interest and you're never actually making the loan get smaller. Or you put all that money on your credit card, you start paying it down, but then you keep using your credit card. And so then it never ends up getting paid down because of the interest that you're using. If you have debt, just have a one-way payment to that debt and shift to a cash mindset if you can, or get a proper loan so that you're not paying 18 to 24% interest on the money that you've borrowed. Credit cards can be a great tool, but they also can be the kiss of death for people who have not been able to access capital in other places. You know, we charge a higher interest rate than some of the other loans that are available through more traditional financial institutions. But the difference is our interest rate also kind of offsets the cost for the mentorship. Actually, it doesn't kind of, it does. You get a full mentorship program with this loan. And I was talking to someone the other day and she said, you know, paying that higher interest rate, knowing that we get to get mentored by you is worth every single penny. I would rather pay more and be in your ecosystem than to have a lower loan and be left out to my own devices and not have that community around me. I'm telling you this so that you can go and find the loan that works for you, but be well aware of the interest rate and know how much and how long it's going to take you to pay the loan before you sign anything. What else have I got here? Shop around for the best rates. Listen, I say to everybody who applies to us for a loan, if you can, get a line of credit or a loan from the bank because they're going to give you a better rate. I can't match it. I can match some other financial institutions. We have a set rate for our the interest that we charge, and it helps offset our operating costs, and it allows the per- people who have lent to us to be able to lend out to you. It helps them earn some interest on their investment as well. So everybody's making money. It's a win-win. We help you make money. Lenders make money. We make some money in the process. That is a beautiful triad or trifecta, if you will. But not all banks are created equal. And if you can get a loan at at a lower rate, shop around. Go to different banks. All it is is an ask. All it is is you getting better at talking about your business. When you go in with huge emotion about the money and you feel bad because you don't have the money to do this, they're going to be like, what the heck? You just need to build a website. Of course, you don't have you know 14,000 sitting around. We got you. We'll lend you the money. We believe in you. Your credit rating's really good. You got some collateral you can put down. Shop around, get the best rate, get the best deal. I said it right at the top. Get to know your lenders in person. We're all people. People are people. A good banker, a good lender at your bank will take the time to get to know you and learn more about you and will guide you through the process. That's one of the things that we really are building into our loan application and approval process is that personal one-on-one touch. Why? Because I know that the data that we pull on you isn't always going to give us the biggest picture. 
capital is available to you, but sometimes you have to go find it. And sometimes you have to do some of the heavy lifting to get yourself in a better position so that you look better on paper, literally. So if you're behind on the taxes, come up with a way to get caught up. If you're behind on your bookkeeping, come up with a way to get caught up. It just takes a little bit of focus and intention and cash flow magic to be able to create this cycle of getting everything paid on time and tracking everything so that you are ready to go and get that loan. Listen, if you are an investor, an accredited investor, and you are really interested in being a part of what we're growing, I'd love to chat with you. I'd love to connect with you. Reach out. I can share the criteria that we have. We have some legal constraints that are that dictate who we can borrow from. As a company, we have personal lenders who lend us a set amount of money for a set period of time. You earn interest on your loan to us. We pool that capital. We then lend it out in smaller amounts to women entrepreneurs. We mentor them. We support them. We educate them. And we help them make sure that they get a return on their investment. And then at the end of our term, you get your money back. They get the return on the investment that they've made and everybody is happy. So if you're a, an accredited investor, you'd like to learn more, please just send me a message. I'd love to, to hear from you. And if you're interested in potentially being one of our borrowers, go to the road to seven.com slash capital access program and just start the process by filling out an application. And one of us will be in the, on the phone starting to connect with you and we'll start looking at what it could take to get some money in your pockets. Listen, you are worthy of a loan. You're doing amazing work out in the world. Just get yourself ready to receive that money. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Road to Seven. If you found value in what you've heard today, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review. You might just get a shout out on an upcoming episode. And you never know when I'm going to be mailing some surprise treats to our reviewers. Make sure to subscribe so you automatically get notified when new episodes are released. Are you looking for a way to connect with other entrepreneurs that are facing the same challenges as you? I'd love to connect with you in the Road to Seven Facebook group on Instagram and LinkedIn. Just head to SheilaCummins.com. You will find all the links that you need right there. Together, we'll explore more ways to support your shift into action so that you can grow your business to finally match your vision. I love aligning your vision of success with strategic and intentional actions because that is how we will grow your business to match your vision. I focus on women, all women, because women hold the keys and the power to creating a powerful and positive world through their impact. We'll see you on the next episode.